Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Welcome to France Elects, a special world review podcast series on the French election from the New Statesman. I'm Ida Vok, Europe correspondent at the New Statesman. As France prepares to choose between Emmanuel Macron and Marine Le Pen in the second round of voting, today I'm joined by Paul Hilder, founder of Data Practice, a research and strategy company. Paul, thanks for being here this morning. So obviously the reason that I'm speaking to you today is because you had some polling that you commissioned with YouGov showing a snapshot of what the outcome of the second round was likely to be. So the headline figure on that was Macron 54 and Le Pen 46, which was three points better for Macron than the previous round. So I guess the place to start examining this polling is asking where's Macron's improvement coming from? So Macron was looking in a very perilous position immediately prior to the first round in our polling and in most other polls. He had him down to only a two-point lead within the margin of error. It's 51-49. Polling before the second round campaign actually starts and you have the results of the first round is always a little bit speculative. People haven't really focused on it. They're still focused on their first round choice. And But I wasn't surprised to see it that narrow because baseline research, even before the campaign had started, when Macron had an 11-point lead in the first round against Le Pen in the middle of his sort of Ukraine war president honeymoon, even then he was looking very vulnerable on domestic issues. I think the improvement for him and the worsening for Le Pen are related in the as the second round campaign has started. And it has a lot to do with the crystallization of the choice. And voters who are a little less well-educated, non-university educated voters who had been moving increasingly towards Le Pen seem to have come a little bit back towards Macron, although she still has an advantage with them. And there's a lot of them. And similarly, voters in smaller communities, more rural communities, she had built up a commanding lead with them and it's coming back towards him a bit in those places. I think that this is down to probably a variety of factors. One is some of the more mainstream voters of 
people like Jadot, the Green, Pecres, the Centre Republican candidate, are doing what they traditionally do, the sort of barrage or the Republican front coming in behind the candidate uh, who is best placed to beat the extreme in the second round, given that it's now a choice of two. But there are now very few of those voters and we're not seeing a big surge yet. Let's remember that Macron beat Le Pen in 2017 in the second round by two thirds to one third, 67, 33. It was a total blowout. And if you think back to Le Pen Senior's defeat back in 2002, I think it was, that was by 82, 18, I think, a much, much larger margin. Whatever happens, we're going to see the best result that the far right uh, has ever achieved in a presidential election in France. And that Republican front I talked about has really crumbled. And there are a number of interesting reasons why that might be. But, you know, Macron has started a campaign, finally. He was spending all of his time in the early part of the campaign on on Ukraine. And, and now he's doing a tour, he's talking to voters, and he's also calling out Le Pen not only on being the friend of Putin, all of his sort of international critiques of her being too anti-European, but also on her domestic policy agenda. Things like wanting to dismantle wind turbines is coming into focus as uh, something which most French people don't agree with and uh, which can potentially get the left more behind him. He's been watering down some of his more right-wing economic reforms. He said he will reconsider his reform to the retirement age. He was planning to raise it to 65. He's now saying 64 and we can talk about all this. Uh, and he is sending other kinds of signals to the left, primarily, I, I would say, on, on green issues and climate, which are very important to the left. Uh, so he's doing some of the things which he, he needs to. Um, so just on, on the green issues, I've been in Marseille this weekend mm. because Macron gave a big speech here, which was billed as his attempt to to reach out to Mélenchon voters and to convince them that not everything was, as he said, not everything is the same. Le Pen is not the same as the guy you don't like. And he was especially trying to convince Mélenchon voters that he would be a, a green candidate, that his green credentials would be strong. He said he would institute a minister for green planning for environmental planning, which was a key Mélenchon pledge on the environment. And so that's obviously been done because, as his team put it to me several times, voters had sent a message by voting for left-wing candidates quite strongly. And Macron wanted to say that he was listening to the message that voters sent. Is it true that these left-wing voters are really the swing voters, that the kingmakers who will choose between Marine Le Pen and Macron next Sunday? Overwhelmingly, I think that left voters are the biggest block who will decide the eventual outcome and the margin of victory for Macron. Let's not forget that Mélenchon ran up more than 22% support in the first round, outperforming his polling and within a very small margin of getting into the second round himself. It was a really well-organized and impressive campaign. And those voters are now the ones who are most uncertain in terms of what they do next. I've been listening to focus groups and hearing them talk about their disgust for both candidates. And we've been polling quite intensively to try and understand what their views are and, and, and which direction they might sway in. Mélenchon ran his own survey of his supporters with about 200,000 participation. So not all of his voters, only around a third of people in that survey were, were saying they would vote 
for Macron with the rest saying they would vote blanc, which is a sort of spoilt ballot. It's a tradition in France, as a white vote or, or abstain completely. In our polling, we're finding people saying they would vote for Le Pen almost as much as Macron. Uh, Mélenchon, to his credit, has said that there should be not one vote for Le Pen and didn't even give it as an option in the survey that he sent to his supporters. But we're finding it's really, it's, the, of those who decide, it's 55-45 Macron-Le Pen, but up to half of people are either saying I will vote Blanc or I will abstain. And that's an awful lot of voters who traditionally in previous elections would have reluctantly and grumpily come in behind even a right-wing candidate to stop the far right. And the reason that they're cross-pressured right now is on the both an antipathy towards Macron, who the large majority of French voters think is the candidate of the rich and the powerful, the candidate the president who has made France more unequal and that he is arrogant and disconnected from reality. I'm not just making this up. These are all questions we asked with very few people saying that he can promote a modern economy that works for everyone, which was part of the promise of his original campaign. Very few people are saying that he stands up for people like me. So, so Macron's uh, weakness on those kinds of domestic and bread and butter questions is one of the things that's weakening him with the left. At the same time, Le Pen is offering a superficially more left-wing policy platform, including some very practical measures on reducing VAT on essential goods, addressing the cost of living and purchasing power, which are the top issues for French voters right now. And, and, and Macron, I think the climate and energy stuff that he's doing, promising a complete phase out of, of fossil fuels. All the other things are, are significant. It is frankly bewildering to me that he's not doing more on cost of living for people. If you're enjoying France Elects, you might want to consider subscribing. We have a special offer for podcast listeners, 12 weeks for £12 or €12 Euros in Europe. Just go to newstatesman.com slash podcast offer. And you can read all our international coverage at newstatesman.com slash international. From the New Statesman comes a new podcast, Audio Long Reads. The best of our reported features and essays read aloud. Songs are like tattoos, Mitchell said on Blue. Having one written about you is immortality and fiction rolled into one. Featuring writing from our authors, including Kate Mossman on Joni Mitchell's former muse and lover, Jeremy Cliff on his journey through France before this year's presidential election, and Sophie McBain on the refugee crisis. Don't die, he kept shouting. He didn't answer when Marwa screamed back, Who is dying? Ease into the weekend with our audio long reads published every Saturday morning. Just search Audio Long Reads wherever you get your podcasts. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. 
Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This might be anecdotal, but I was speaking to a Mélenchon voter yesterday who was telling me he was going to vote for Macron, he is going to vote for Macron, but if a pollster asked him, he would say he's voting, he's going to spoil his ballot because he doesn't mm. want Macron to think that his voters is taken for granted or in any way enthusiastic. And I thought that was quite interesting. It's, you know, it's just one, it's just one example, but perhaps <laughs> in these two weeks between the rounds, people are thinking quite concretely about the choice ahead of them as a as a as a binary rather than a kind of hypothetical as you said so maybe some of them are coming around to Macron in the end I think that's a real possibility people are very volatile in their feelings at the moment we, we I've seen this in the past with elections Trump Clinton where people hated pe- the candidates on both sides even 2019 in the UK with uh, with Johnson and Corbyn it was mainly a question of who you hated a little bit less and I think there will be more voting against than for in this French second round people do lie to pollsters and they do make up their minds very late sometimes or change their minds very late. I don't exclude the possibility that Macron wins by a larger margin. He should be trying to win by 15 to 20 points because anything less than that, Le Pen will do very well in the legislatives and the far right could have a real shot at the presidency in 2027. So that's on the one hand. It is very possible that the debate, which is happening on Wednesday between the two of them, which last time Macron won and Le Pen seemed very unprepared and unready to be president. It is possible that that debate reinforces Macron again, but it is also possible that it functions as a showcase for things that French people don't like about him, principally the arrogance. I've been recalling the Reagan-Carter debate in 1980 in, in America, where Reagan was losing really on the substance, but on the emotions, uh, there was a point where he said to Carter, there you go again. And I, I can see Le Pen pulling a similar trick, uh, really just framing Macron's arrogance uh, and overconfidence as something which shows him as separated from the from the French people and, and herself as the candidate of ordinary French people who want to stick it to the man, really. There's a lot of anti-system sentiment here. It's very uncertain. There are also possible scandals that could come out on either side in the final week, but all to play for. And I think at one of the most pivotal elections we will see this year or next. All right. Thank you very much for coming on. My pleasure. That's it for this episode of France Alerts. I hope you'll join us next time. Our producer has been Adrian Bradley. Thanks for listening.
Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Trust in politics is broken. So can we get UK politics working again? That was the last time we were happy. 2012. I'm Beth Rigby, Sky's political editor. Join me every week with Labour's Jess Phillips and Conservative peer Ruth Davidson for some electoral dysfunction. This idea of nuance has completely left politics. Together we'll focus on the policies that could deliver political satisfaction. Follow electoral dysfunction wherever you get your podcasts.